Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Next year's Illinois state budget has been signed. Governor J.B. Pritzker has been on a week-long budget tour across the state that capped off at Chicago's Christopher House. That's where he signed the $50.4 billion spending plan, which will go into effect July 1st. My colleague Alex Degman has been reporting on this. He says the budget sends more money to early childhood and K-12 education, plus MAP grants, which will make it easier for more students to go to college. Pritzker is calling the plan balanced and compassionate, and he says it reflects the state's priorities. We've eliminated our overdue bills. We've paid down $10.5 billion in debt, including pension debt. Our once empty rainy day fund is now rising to $2 billion. That's all fine and good, but not everybody was happy yesterday. State Representative Jahan Gordon Booth is the House's chief budget negotiator, and she acknowledged this. You have to do the most that you have with what you have. And that doesn't mean that everybody gets everything, but everybody gets what they need. And that's frankly what this budget is reflective of. The budget passed with no Republican support. They say they were left out of the process, and some think the plan is full of gimmicks, it shortchanges health care workers, and it doesn't address, for example, the true cost of one program that would provide health care to undocumented immigrants. As I mentioned earlier, the new fiscal year starts July 1st. If you were watching the White Sox play the Yankees in New York on Tuesday, like Illinois state climatologist Trent Ford was, you might have noticed something eerie in the sky. The sky was orange. It was it was gross looking. By now, you've probably heard about the air quality issues we've been having in the U.S. over the last few days. Illinois doesn't have it as bad as New York, for instance, but we're still not in the clear. Ford says particulate matter from Canadian wildfires has been hurting air quality from Minnesota to the East Coast. But he says conditions are at least improving in the Midwest. I think our peak problematic air quality for the region was really on Monday. My colleague Lauren Frost spoke to Dr. Juanita Mora, who's a spokesperson for the Chicago-based American Lung Association. Mora says you can stay safe by monitoring the air quality where you live through something like a weather app. And on orange or red days where the quality of air is very poor, trying to, one, avoid going outdoors. Two, if you need to go outdoors, then wearing a good mask, an N95 mask, so that way this smoke doesn't infiltrate into the lungs. Mora says vulnerable groups include young kids, pregnant people, and people with underlying lung disease. You can find the daily air quality ranking at airnow.gov. Perhaps another way to mitigate ongoing problems with air pollution is electrification. According to a new report from the American Lung Association, widespread electric vehicle adoption would lead to significant public health benefits across Illinois over the next 30 years. Advocacy Director Christina Hamilton says transportation pollution is a leading source of harmful air and climate pollution. She says that could change if all new vehicle sales were EVs by 2035 
coupled with non-combustion electricity generation. We would see a reduction in premature deaths of um, 4,490 in Illinois and then fewer lost work days over 549,000. Illinois has already taken some steps in this direction, including passing a law back in 2021 that set the goal to get a million electric vehicles on the road by 2030. It also provides rebates to customers for EV purchases. And now for a few quick hits. The U.S. Census Bureau has acknowledged that it undercounted almost 2% of Illinoisans in the 2020 census. And federal lawmakers from Illinois are still pressing the Bureau to correct that. Democratic lawmakers in Washington have sent a second letter to the Bureau, urging it to fix the count in its annual population estimate. They say an accurate count is important for determining federal aid to the state. A Chicago police officer who shot an unarmed man in a CTA subway station has quit the force. Back in 2020, the man disobeyed Officer Melvina Bogard and her partner and resisted arrest. During a lengthy struggle, Bogard shot him in the abdomen. Then the man fled up an escalator and she shot him in the back. A Cook County judge acquitted Bogard of felony charges. But the city found the officers unnecessarily escalated their level of force and recommended that they be fired. And a heads up from NBC Chicago. On July 1st, your groceries will get a little more expensive. The state of Illinois had a 1% grocery tax that was suspended last year due to inflation. But next month is coming back. That means for every hundred bucks worth of groceries you buy, you'll pay one extra dollar. In the weather, another mild day, sunny and bright with temperatures in the low 70s. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Rundown. If you appreciate these vital news updates, share this episode with your friends. Like, subscribe to The Rundown if you haven't already. Maybe go to wbez.org slash donate and give a little something to keep this podcast and the rest of the station going. Thank you for whatever you're able to do. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.